pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 277. Today I'm going to chat with Alicia Garcia, aka the Boomstick Babe, discuss the CDC manipulating gun data, highlight new ammo from Kalashnikov, and talk about an indecent exposure call over Christmas. I am your host, Ava Flanell. Alicia, how are you doing? I am excellent. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually really glad to have you on, especially because you are also in Colorado. Uh, but you are, you're like in Thornton, right? I'm in Thornton. I also travel to Evergreen a lot. One of my best friends lives out there. So sometimes I go stay out in Evergreen, but I'm born and raised Colorado native. I'm all over the place. So <laughs> you know what it's like here. Everything's just a little drive away. So yeah, I know nothing's out of reach. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right. Well, before we start talking about you and what you're doing, let's talk about Smith and Weston real quick. Actually, before the show started, you mentioned that you had just tried out the new Smith & Wesson MMP 2.0 metal. And I'm curious as to what your thoughts on that, because it's actually, I don't know if people realize this, but it's only two ounces heavier. But even though it's metal, that's actually an aluminum frame, it's not that much heavier, but I think it just feels really well balanced. But I'm curious as to what your thoughts on it are. I absolutely fell in love with it, to be quite honest. So when I did shoot it, it was a friend's gun at mm-hmm. a range day that we had had. And she works for a um, a sight company. I think it's Night Vision. Mm-hmm. And she had some really dope sights and stuff on there. And the reason that I shot it is because she wanted me to check the sights out. And I was shooting at some still targets with it. And it was just like a dream come true. Like this thing was, it was so easy to shoot. Like yeah. it was, you know, when you shoot a new gun, you know, you can either feel like either it's the texture is too rough on your hands or yeah. it's fatiguing too fast or, you know, you just don't feel like it the weight or like the, the trigger reset or yes. when, you know, there's muzzle flip because it's just too light. This thing was a dream. I was hitting pretty much every target that I was shooting with it and I absolutely fell in love and I, I actually want one really badly. Yeah. And so I went shopping for a couple of them and then I saw the comp uh, one that they have and I was like, man, the, the competitor, this one. Yes. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough because because the competitor is only a hundred dollars more and you get so many more upgrades. But then I'm like torn because it's like, well, you know, so the competitor is nine ninety nine MSRP and then the metal is eight ninety nine. But you're like, oh, for a hundred dollars more. But honestly, I kind of just like the just basic metal without. I don't know. I like them both, but it's like I'm really torn. I yeah. loved it. Like I want that gun badly, like just shooting it and seeing how well I performed with it. I actually think I have a video on my Instagram of me shooting it. And I was just like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I was loving it. So, I mean, I'm over here wondering like who I got to lose to tic-tac-toe to get that yeah. gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. It, it's weird too. Cause like I try to explain it in my review. I'm like, it's weird because it's only two ounces heavier. So not really a lot to make much of a difference yet. It just feels a little bit more balanced. And for me, it shot better than the polymer, but you know, I'm also a fan of the polymer, but it just felt nice and smooth in my hands. Like the ergonomics of it were just really like on par and I'm super small. I'm like a, I'm munchkin size. Like 
my friend Devin calls me the tactical Oompa Loompa. <laughs> so it's like, my hands are like super small and my frame is super small. So for me, when I see a gun, you know, and I'm like, you know, go to grab it, come into the back strap. You know, the first thing I always check is, is like, okay, how am I going to shoot this over time? And mm-hmm. is it going to be just too much work? Am I going to keep having to rotate my grip yeah. to have, you know, access to the trigger and the mag drop and all that jazz. And with this one, I was just like, this is a dream come true. Like, it was completely perfectly sized for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could shoot this thing all day. Yeah. I really could. You know, I've shot the regular, you know, MMPs. I've shot the easy. And I mean, I love the easy platform, just especially for like one of my students is an older woman. She has like really, really bad hands. She had carpal tunnel and all kinds of, you know, hand issues. So her fingers are, you know, a little crooked and stuff. And the easy works excellent for her. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, you know, I like it, but it's just, you know, it's not there for me. I want something that runs a little faster that has not so many safety features. Mm-hmm. So when I shot that one, I was like, oh man, this is the one. Like this is finally, I, I have one other Smith & Wesson, but it's a revolver. So to me, I was like, yeah, this is going to be the Smith & Wesson that I get for sure. Yeah. Now no, I want to shoot the competition or the competitor. I'm like, now I want to shoot that one too. Cause I'm like, Ugh. I'm yeah. like now, now I need to have more options. Yeah. Like, this is such an addiction. I don't I think people understand what it's like. I'm constantly in gun lust at some point when I shoot some sort of gun. I'm like, yeah, I need this. Too. I know. Yeah. I need this too. And you're like, cool. I couldn't have found a more affordable hobby. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and I, you know, people always like my friends talk about their husbands and their husband's addiction to golf and how expensive it is. I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you're like, I pick up golf any day. Yeah. No, no I don't even want to bring up how much how much money you spend being a gun junkie. Yeah, "Mm." absolutely. If you guys want to check these out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. All right. So Alicia, for listeners who aren't familiar with you, give me a little rundown as to what you do in this industry and kind of your background. What do I do? I make a lot of noise is what I do. So essentially I came into the gun industry within the past five years as an instructor because my father passed away about seven years ago and my dad was basically my gun partner. Mm -hmm. So I shot all the time with my dad. And when he passed away, I actually had, well, one of our family members, my dad's brother, just put him on blast because he's a douchebag. He went into my father's house. My dad hadn't even been dead a few hours and pretty much stole every gun that we owned from my dad's house. So our rifles, our shotguns, our handguns, everything he took out of the house. So I was pretty pissed off about it. I raised a lot of noise with the police department. Of course, nobody did anything. And it was just like, oh, wow, there's nothing we can do. So I was kind of SOL and without any guns, without anything. So I was like, well, either I could, you know, be defeated or I could use that as motivation. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to start buying my own guns again. I'm going to have to, you know, go out and get me a handgun, go out and get me a shotgun, go out and get me a rifle. And when I was doing this, what I was encountering was just a lot of sexism, a lot of mansplaining. I was being spoken to like I was completely idiot and (laughs) that, you know, I like I was a dummy and it was pretty offensive. I was getting a lot of, you know, sexualized comments and it was like, okay, if I'm 
dealing with this. There's other people that are dealing with this. There's other women that are dealing with this. So it was just kind of like an awakening to me of just how much of a shield that my dad was in a lot of this stuff. And so it's like, okay, now I'm reliant on myself to educate myself. So then I just started my own company and said, well, I'm going to be, you know, an advocate for women. I'm going to learn everything that I need to know. I'm going to become an instructor. I'm going to become an RSO. I'm going to, you know, learn how to work on guns and build guns and understand all the parts and the functionalities that come along with it. So I could be an advocate of change. Mm -hmm. So that's what I started doing. And then it's just, it's just been such a passion to do, you know, everything in the gun industry, whether it just be going to range days where it's like, okay, let's just blow off some full auto and have a good time or, you know, training, moving while shooting, all these different things. So it just became, you know, a movement. And, you know, when you start buying guns and you start investing all your money in guns and you realize how much politically they're under attack, it's like, well, I need to protect my investment one and two, I need to protect my freedoms. So then I just started, you know, being more of an advocate as well as an instructor and you know, that's when my company was born and I just started hosting classes. I teach anybody under the age of 18 for free, any gun safety and gun education, because I feel like, you know, they're kids. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we're going to combat, you know, ignorance and carelessness and hurting each other is if we give them education. Yeah. So I kind of consider what I do like sex education for guns for kids. Hmm. It's like, they're going to need to know this at some point they're going to encounter a gun guns are everywhere in this world so it's like there's 300 million gun owners in the world they're going to encounter a gun at some point let's prepare our kids for you know safety and you know to save their life it's life preservation skills is what i consider it so that's what i do and i hold classes and i teach gun safety and education and so carry courses a defensive handgun the defensive mindset all that stuff that's actually really nice of you to teach anybody who's under 18 for free. I mean, I typically, when kids come to me, I usually just charge them double. Well, I charge the parents double because I'm like, <laughs> eh, there's not enough patience in the world. <laughs> Give me your sneakers, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're doing this. No, actually, kids are pretty, I, I do enjoy teaching kids. And I think that it's incredibly important, especially, you know, to preserve our rights. And it's like one of those things that I didn't really... I don't like that, you know, like the NRA, like, yeah, there's like a few things that they do, you know, to sort of like, I guess, educate the next generation. But I mean, they're kind of really still focused on like all the older people that are giving them donations. They're not doing much for the youth. And I think it's that, a lobbying company. Yeah. Sure. It's, and you know, it's frustrating. When it comes to the NRA, the unfortunate part of it is that it's the only certificate that's recognized nationally still. Yes, I know. And so it's like, us as, you know, gun people and teachers and educators, it's frustrating to have to maintain those certifications through a company mm-hmm. that you really don't want to support in order to educate others. Yeah. So, Although I am curious ahead. to see how USCCA does because they are starting to offer, I mean, they've done it for a few years now, offering like instructor training. And I'm curious to see if that eventually holds light and becomes a nationally recognized certification. So, I mean, I know a lot of people over at USCCA. Mm-hmm. Um, they're great people. Their staff's excellent. I mean, they they do a lot of really cool stuff. But I just, I've never taken any of their instructor courses. And some of their curriculum is based on people I love. And some of their curriculum is based on people I do not love. Mm-hmm. So I'd be really curious to see what that curriculum is like for me. I think the only constraint of taking their course is to me, it seems like, why would I want to spend another, you know, $600 to get a certificate that I already have? Yeah. So it's like, uh, 
maybe I'll take their rifle course or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because I do want to get my rifle certifications and all that stuff. I mean, I want to take this as far as I can. To me, I I think as an educator, you always have to stay a student. So for me, it's like the only way that I can give people my best is if I stay hungry and I stay working on my craft and, Mm -hmm. you know, learning as I go on. So, I mean, we'll see what the future has to offer. I would really like to see the difference in the curriculum for sure. Yeah. But to me, I just don't want to pay for it. No, I totally get that. I'm supposed to be taking their class here. I think in the next couple of months, I have to follow up on that. If nothing else, I'll let you know and I'll share the curriculum with you. But I might be able to, I'm going to try to talk to them at SHOT Show and see if we could work something out. And if that's the case, maybe I could take you along with me. Oh, I would love to go. Yeah. I mean, because again, any education is good. And as long as, you know, it's obviously coming from a good source and I've heard good things about it. So I am, if nothing else, I'm just curious for myself. Exactly. And like for me, I think that's one of the misconceptions about the gun industry is, you know, oh, when you see somebody that has that instructor you know, title, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't because the, you don't know how much trigger time they have. You don't know how long they've been an instructor. And I mean, real talk, my, when I took my instructor class, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I it agree. was an absolute shit show. And I mean, my instructor was an alcoholic, drunk, jaundiced pervert. Like he literally made comments about my ass in front of the entire class. He was so much of an alcoholic. He was jaundiced. His eyes were yellowed. And he, my class was a marketing class. I didn't learn anything about guns. And, you know, it was, he didn't even show up for us to qual. He didn't even watch a shoot. So, you know, me being in my integrity was like, okay, I still have to do this correctly. I had other people there that was like, hey, watch a shoot, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when I got my instructor certification, I didn't even start teaching for at least like almost two years after I had my certificate because I didn't think I was capable enough. So it's like, you have to hold yourself accountable for that Mm. kind of stuff. So it's like, to me, that's why I tell people all the time. I'm like, just because someone says they're an instructor, vet that instructor, watch them shoot. Yeah. You know, and if you don't know what you're looking for, reach out to a whole bunch of different instructors, reach out to people like you, who's like, okay, you know, reach out to, you know, people like me or other people on the internet that you see that are actually out there shooting guns on range time, hitting their targets and talking about things educatedly. And it's like, okay, it's okay to ask questions, but it's not okay to just like, you know, blindly trust people nowadays. I it's know. like, okay, you've got to make sure that this person that's teaching you is teaching you something correctly. Because I still see people that are quote unquote instructors teaching like, you know, like the cup and ball grip and yeah, like, yeah. you know, the teacup stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. The teacup. And I'm like, what the heck is no, I get it. You know? Yeah. I actually, I mean, I'm probably guilty of that because when I first started, I mean, I definitely did not know as much as I know now. And I look back to like, I mean, I, I followed more of like the NRA guideline, you know, for basic pistol and stuff and then created my own concealed carry class. But I look back and I'm just like, man, I feel bad because I wish I could call back all those students and be like, all right, come and take the class now 10 years later and see how much it's improved. And, yeah, you know, but it's true. Like, unfortunately, in order to become an instructor, it's what, like an 18 hour class or something. So it's like a weekend. Mm-hmm. Most of it is teaching you how to interact with your students. It's not even like teaching you exactly like, you know, to answer a lot of these questions that students might have that you may not know. And then and the, if it's an NRA approved course, it's meant to push more NRA products and exactly more yeah. marketing class. And then the shooting portion was kind of a joke. I mean, what is it like mm-hmm. an eight inch 
I think you have to hit like 20 rounds in an eight inch. Yeah, it, it's, you have to, it's 16 out of 20 in like a eight inch pie circle. I think at 25, uh, 25 feet. Yeah. So it's not nothing crazy Mm-mm. and you could use any caliber. So mm-hmm. yeah, you could use a 22. Mm-hmm. Can literally you have no recoil. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm going to take a quick break. Talk about Mantis. Do you have any experience with any of Mantis products? I actually do. I uh, recently this year was uh, bestowed upon my lovely self, the Elite 10. Yeah, the X10. Yes. And they were actually kind enough to give me a couple of the base pads for a lot of my different handguns that I carry. I I rotate a couple different guns as my EDC, depending on what I'm wearing. Mm Mm-hmm. So to me, I want to be able to dry fire with all of them. Yeah. So that was a really good investment to get the different base pads for each different handgun. I'm very, very curious to check out the Blackbeard. I think it's what it's called. Yeah, so the Blackbeard I'm, X. I want to get my hands on that for sure. Yeah, that one's really cool. But tell me more about the base pads. So for those who may not be familiar with that option or they didn't realize that Mantis offered that, what does it allow you to do? So essentially it allows me to take the Mantis and place it on different bases of different mags. So I could take it off of one mag that I'm using on a, say I I have my 365 XL SIG and I have a magazine that I have dedicated as my dry fire mag. So I know that that's not a mag that I'm going to be carrying. So it has a little sticky thing that you can take the Mantis and place it on the bottom of the mag so you can dry fire with it and correct yourself, look at what you're doing. And the Mantis is really, really sensitive. I don't know if a lot of people understand just how sensitive it is. So it picks up pretty much every movement that you're doing. So it's going to tell you if you're, you know, jerking the trigger, you're slapping the trigger, if you're choking down, you know, on the grip too hard to make your, you know, gun move a certain direction. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to take that Mantis off of one magazine and throw it onto a different magazine for a different handgun or a different platform and train with that as well to get, you know, information on how I'm training with that firearm as well. So it's really nice to be able to switch it up. Uh, so you're not really captive to only dry firing and training with one gun. So that's a huge benefit. If you're out there and you have the Mantis, I highly suggest getting, you know, more of the base bat attachments for different handguns. I have yet to use it for rifles because you can use it for any firearm. I didn't realize that. I was like, oh crap, you can put this on any firearm. So I want to check it out on a couple other things, but you know, it's just the whole AR-15 platform for me is just so alluring. I'm just like, "Mm, I kind of want to just get it. Yeah. You know, I've actually never tried the base pads because I've always just, I mean, they do have rail adapters too, but like if your gun doesn't have a rail on it, but I'd be interested to see how it varies. Because it seems like well, it's the same concept. It essentially just puts like almost like a Picatinny rail, you know, on there on the bottom of your mag so that you can attach it. But I would imagine that it's very similar. Don't have rails. So I'm like, this works perfectly for me. Like, yeah, I often carry the Glock 42, the little 380 Glock. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's one of my favorite guns I've ever had. And I just I just love that gun. And, you know, I always mm-hmm. hear from people like, oh, 380 is not enough firepower, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I love my Glock 42. Let me shoot you with it if you think it's not going to stop any for anybody yeah. from assailing you. So I usually put it on there because I don't, it, you know, it is a mag system. I just yeah. put it on the my loose pad there. And I mean, it works like a dream. I love it. I actually, um, since we're talking about it, it makes me think that I should 
film some content with it. Yeah, you should. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely will. Well, if you guys want to check it out, head on over to mantisx.com. Tell me about your business. So first of all, your training company, what is it called? The training company that I have is just basically me. It's the Boomstick Babe. Okay. The reason I have that name is because my dad, my dad used to call me that. So nice. my dad be like, oh, here comes my little Boomstick Babe, <laughs> you know, because we, you know, we'd go shoot all the time. So just in honor of my dad and him being the motivation for me to be on this journey in the first place, and I was like, oh, I'm going to name it, you know, my dad calls me but I do have a um a nonprofit that I've been working on for quite some time it's just I haven't really taken it off the ground it's called the highest caliber and I'm really wanting to you know find a way to build an institution of learning here in Colorado for people that pretty much can't afford firearm education and mm-hmm. other forms of education so I come from Colorado I grew up in the ghetto I grew up in the west side you know I went to a private school but you know I come from a real small town like Latino Chicano community that you know everybody pretty much knows each other and you know most of the minority community is poor you know they're poor people they don't have access to this stuff and to me I think it's kind of an injustice to have these resources and if you are able to create change you should be able to you know promote change so I really want to do something with my nonprofit I just don't really have much direction in my mind about it now. I've been so focused on just getting my name out there and building up my skill set and becoming a better shooter myself Mm -hmm. that uh, I'll be able to offer those skills to people and education to people that, you know, maybe don't have access to it or maybe just don't value it. So to me, I feel like, you know, the minority community, the Latinos, Chicanos, Mexicanos, it's a community of people that are very, very associated with the democratic way of thinking and are very, you know, indoctrinated with gun control. Mm -hmm. And to me, the only way to help people change and educate themselves is to give them education. Yeah. You know, and it's not, I'm going to show you how to think like me. I just want people to have the information available to them so they can think for themselves. Hmm. And so to me, it's like, if I can provide you a learning environment where I can teach you gun safety, I can expose you to, you know, the mechanics and handlings and proper treatment of firearms and give you that knowledge and education on how to think this way, the defensive mindset, show people like indeed guns can be a tool of oppression or they can be a tool of freedom. It's going to be your choice. You know, maybe it would help bring more awareness to why gun control is bad and how these, you know, government officials and how these laws are hindering our communities rather than enabling us to be free people. Mm -hmm. So I'd really love to have more availability and, you know, more funding in my life to have that institution of learning and teach de-escalation, situational awareness, firearm safety, you know, teach government how those things work, teach finance how those things work and have that available to the community at no cost to them. Yeah, I love it. That's an awesome idea. It's going to happen. I just don't know how fast, Yeah, but I will make it happen. You were recently published in a local, was it a Denver publication? Yes, I actually was. I'm so what is it called? about it. Uh, Voyage Denver. So it is a, I was actually referred to them by a fellow firearms instructor here in Colorado. He's a really, really nice guy. He, I met him at a range day and he's super cool. And he was like, I recommended you for a article in this local magazine because I feel like what you're doing is a wonderful thing and I think people need to hear your story. Mm. And I was like, wow, you know, that's excellent. So they actually did an interview on me 
about just my experience and who I am and what I do. And they published it in Voyage Denver. You can find it online. If you just go to voyagedenver.com, you can search for my name, Alicia Garcia, or you could search for the name of my company, Boomstick Babe, and pull it up. I also have it on my Instagram profile in my links. And my profile on Instagram is at the Boomstick Babe, and you could find me there. So go help a girl out. Go help me with my algorithms, folks. Go like yeah. me. Go inter- engage with my stuff, man. Nice. And I love that. I love, especially because, you know, Denver is typically a little anti-gun. And I think if anything, I mean, if we're going to change politics, I think women are going to be the ones to do it. And I absolutely agree. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, wow, we're so important. But I don't, we are. you know, I think that, <laughs> I think that <laughs> like, we just, you know, we have a different voice. We're not super intimidating. Like if other people see like, okay, like women, you know, they're taking up firearm training, they're educating people. I think it's more likely to turn more people on and change minds than, you know, your typical like older white male that, you know, maybe isn't as like easy to, you know, approach. Yeah. And so So, I just, I think it's great. I love to see more women get involved because if nothing else, like you're helping us for the greater good on, you know, just preserving our rights. Well, I I saw this thing on the internet the other day, like girls compete, women compliment. Yeah. And that's exactly my motivation here. This is why I really love, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. I think everything you do is beautiful. I love your personality. I love that you keep it real. I love that you're yourself. On your platform, you're not trying to fit some narrative of, you know, the hot gun bunny chick who's out there, you know, sexualizing herself for clicks and likes because that's, I appreciate that because it gives me motivation to see somebody like you be successful at it. And it's like, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't have to compromise my value system in order to be effective. I don't have to compromise, you know, how I behave or how I speak or what I do to reach people. Because I think that's one of the things that is appealing about me as an instructor is I'm not a cop. I never was. Mm -hmm. I'm not from the military. I never was. I'm a regular old average Colorado native chick who grew up in the hood, who has seen and has been touched by violence. And it's not gun violence. It's violence. The world is a violent place. And it's like, I've been taking care of myself since I was 17 years old. I travel the world by myself all the time. The only person who's ever going to have my back is me. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, how do I make sure that I'm always going to be okay? I take ownership of my safety. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you know, it's led me to my gun journey. And I love knowing that no matter where I go, I'm strapped up, I'm trained. My goal is to get home. My goal is to take care of myself. It's, you know, I don't tell myself I'm John Wick and I'm out here doing all these cool somersault rolls and all this jazz. (laughs) No, but I, I train with my firearm. Yeah. You know, I, I throw my mantis on my gun at home. I dry fire. I do the things that I need to do. I take it to the range. I work on it there. And, you know, it's it's a practice, just like anything else. It's like anything you want to do in your life, you have to dedicate yourself to be better. Mm-hmm. And to me, I hear a lot of women that get turned off because, you know, they go to instructor A and yeah, maybe he's a great instructor, but he's also hitting on you. Mm-hmm. He's flirting with you. And it's like if, if most women who are coming into the gun industry or coming into not even just the industry, but just want to be a gun owner. I'm sure you hear it all the time. It's like, oh, I don't want to carry it. I just want something for in the house. So I feel safe because that's what they're told a gun is for. You know, it's it's just an accessory to be like, oh, I have one. Now I'm safe. 
No, a gun doesn't make you safe. You make you safe. Mm -hmm. You're the weapon. You're the tool. These are your tools to help aid you in those moments. And when they hear it from a woman, that's like, okay, I'm not sitting here commenting on your body. I'm sitting here helping you be better. And I'm giving you a safe learning environment. And I'm going to be an asset to you. And I'm going to be objective to you because I'm someone you can relate to who is going to speak to you in a language you understand. That's so much more appealing than, you know, the regular connotation that we have about being a gun owner that, you know, you're a a super right wing Republican man who's like, guns and jesus and barbecue yeah you know what i mean it's like, that's not real life to yeah. a lot of people yeah it's not and there's a lot of people out there that you know maybe they can only afford one gun mm-hmm. how do we help them make sure that they're making the right decision and it's something that they're going to want to practice with and you know they're going to get comfortable not only training inside of their home and carrying in their house to prepare for the outside world but you know, it becomes a lifestyle for them. They're like, you know what? Maybe I used to not want to go here or do there because I was afraid. Now I am going to take that road trip to New Mexico with my aunts or my, Mm -hmm. my ancestors or, you know, my elders or, or my young kids. And I know that we're going to be safe on the road because I know my laws. I know my skill set. I'm strapped as fuck. And I can count on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I do it for. It's because I, I like seeing that light turn on when I'm talking to somebody and they're like, oh, I get it. You know, it's like, yeah. And it, it becomes, you know, no longer a thing of fear. It becomes a tool of empowerment. It's mm-hmm. like, yep. Now we got you. Now we're opening your mind. Now we're showing you the avenues to, you know, make change. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that leads to, you know, getting involved locally with politics and all that jazz. So it's like, this is exactly why we need what we need. Yeah. This is why we need other women, you know, working together rather than working against each other. Because there's probably somebody that you're going to connect with that I'm not going to connect with, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the goal is we're changing the narrative. Yep. And that has to be what you do it for. At least that's what it is for me. Yeah. So well said. That was beautifully said. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Franklin Armory. Have you ever shot using a binary trigger? I have shot one binary trigger at a range day and I was drooling afterward because I was like, this is spectacular. How do I get more of this in my life? Right. So I've shot it once, but I definitely want to do it again. It's so much fun. It's uh, well, I think I told you guys, I finally put one in my AK and I released a video this past week. And it's almost embarrassing because I realized pretty quickly, it's an old Kalashnikov AK. I got it pre-importation ban, you know, and it's not threaded. So there's no muzzle brake on it. And boy, does it show. I look like I am driving an old truck on a really (laughs) bumpy road. (laughs) I watched that video and I was like, this is excellent. And oh no, I'll actually the one where literally my ear and eye pro is falling off. And I just start laughing like so hard that I'm almost crying because I'm like, this is ridiculous. It was still fun, but I am definitely going to get that barrel threaded so that I can put a muzzle device on it because it wasn't as fun as like, you know, the AP5 because they have the MP5 trigger or the AR just because it really was like, I mean, 
it's some work to shoot it if it doesn't have a muzzle device, like, you know, muzzle mm-hmm. brake. I did get a cool photo of it, like, yeah, you know, with it the, the like f- a fire breathing dragon. Yeah. And that I do like the muzzle flash. So I know that they do have like, you know, uh, flash hider muzzle devices, which I don't really care about. You know, I mean, I could understand why you would want them, you know, depending on what you're using your gun for. But I definitely need to get a muzzle device on that. But it is so much fun. Definitely recommend don't it. Have, um, don't they have them for nine millimeters also, too? They are making one for a Glock handgun. It has not been released yet. It should have been here by now, but I think I don't really know what the holdup is. But that man, that's going to be so much fun. Can you imagine a binary want, trigger on a handgun? I gotta, I gotta come check that out. Like, like I will be there for that. Like, yeah. Can I get some of that? Yeah. Like I just, <laughs> I'm just like, man, that. Yeah. Ugh, I can't wait for that to come out. But I gotta get some of that. That's so appealing to me right now. I, if people have not shot a binary trigger, it maybe we need to have like a workshop where it's like, come shoot right? binary trigger. I know. And let's get it in. Like yeah. let's have you know babes and binaries i don't care let's right. do it let's everybody out here <laughs> that's a good name it <laughs> it's like once you do it you're like how how have i lived without it mm-hmm. just pretty much like uh, you know all these cool innovative things people are making it's like yeah i need this yeah for sure absolutely if you guys want to check it out head on over to franklinarmory.com don't forget to use the code ava that's a-v-a and you're going to get 10 percent off your entire order One thing I'm really excited about is I'm going to be meeting you in person here very shortly. You're coming down for the women's seminar that I'm teaching. Yes. And initially when I started the women's seminar, I'm like, I don't know, this could be hit or miss. I kind of just, I'm actually writing an article about it right now, but I'm like, okay, what can we do to get more women involved? What do women like? And let's face it, I don't think I'm alone when I say women like to socialize, they like to eat and drink, and they like to shop. Not to sound like like, women like to spend money and live a good life. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, how do we get that? And then, you know, throw firearms into the mix. And so I started teaching these seminars where, you know, it's obviously just women only. I serve wine because most women, you know, we like wine. (laughs) I have like some hors d'oeuvres and the first seminar was a huge success. And everybody was like, oh, we learned a lot. And like at that seminar, I just shared a lot of tips and tricks and, introduce them to things that I wish that somebody showed me when I first started, like even mm-hmm. the mag up Lula speed loader, um, yes. certain eye pro. Cause you know, even, I don't know if you've had a hard time finding eye pro that like looks good and is comfortable because a lot of the eye pro is like made more for like men's faces where it's very slim uh-huh. well, and it's like slim. Like I don't want to look like some, you know, superhero yes. with my little slim. Yes. Yeah. And then guns. And so I introduced them to that. And then the second time around, so I've already now I have two sponsors. It's a local restaurant. They're going to be bringing some food and then a real estate agent. She's going to be providing the wine. And then this next seminar, I'm just going to be going over different guns that seem to be, you know, really popular among women. Talk about, you know, the pros and cons of each and hopefully it influences people to you know, maybe get that gun, like finally pull the trigger on buying their first gun. And I'm just, I mean, no I'm, pun intended. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just really looking forward to just getting like a bunch of like-minded women together and just like having fun, but you are coming I, I to that it. and Absolutely. I'm super excited. I'm super excited too. You know, I was telling you my friend Devin about you, he's a huge fan and you know, he's always told me, you know, she's amazing. Like 
if you're in Colorado, you need to go meet with Ava. She's the bomb. And so I've always wanted to make it down to Colorado Springs and do some work with you and shoot. But to me, I think it's really important to, you know, learn from each other too. And to me, I was like, well, I'm going to go and I'm just going to sit there and take in some more information because to me, it's like, there's probably something I need to learn or something I don't know. And that's the beautiful thing about having peers in this industry that you respect and that you want to work with. Like you don't feel like, okay, this person is just a gun model or just standing around, you know, Mm -hmm. wanting to look cool with guns. This is somebody who's actually out there who has a range, who's out there shooting these guns, who is a woman, you know, who's just a regular old average everyday woman who loves herself and loves her empowerment. And she's doing this from a place of experience and education, not just, you know, like, oh, she's being told to do this. Yeah. So to me, that's a huge benefit because I want more access to different firearms. I want to, you know, venture out into the world. To me, I think you got to keep testing stuff out. You got to keep teaching yourself new things and experiencing new things because you you don't know what you like until you experience it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh yeah, you're going to lure me with wine and guns, right? Like, <laughs> time to be there. So I'm definitely excited to come. And I'm not sure this, just out of curiosity, if you have any bursas that are going to be there. I um, have been working with bursa a lot lately. They're sending me a couple guns because I shot a couple of their guns and they're amazing. And I was like, Ooh, I want to check them out. And what I didn't realize is just how affordable they are. Yeah, and actually. Really you, great mid, mid grade guns. If you want to bring them, we can absolutely introduce those to the women as well. Like I'm, I'm oh, not partial to. to any of the guns that, you know, that I have, I'm just like showing them like what's available, what I've seen women really like, and, you know, and whether it's like the easy or the equalizer and also depending on what the idea is, like what you're going to do with this gun are you using it for home protection for concealed carry, you know, that could change things. Is it just fun? You know, something that you're just going to take up a new hobby with and practice on the range. Yeah, I'll be going over all that stuff. So yeah, definitely bring the bursas and we can introduce those as well. That's a great idea. Awesome. I definitely will. When the show comes out, it's actually going to be the year 2023. Today is Ooh. New Year's Eve. I'm curious, do you have any plans? Uh, I have a very sexy evening planned with my sweetheart. Aww. <laughs> so we are going to have adult night only. So usually for New Year's, I usually like make like a really nice dinner mm-hmm. and have like a dinner party and I'll, you know, go all out. I'm, I'm bougie. Like mm-hmm. if, if people don't understand this, like, let me, let me explain it to you. I am bougie as it gets. Like I only drink real champagne, none of that, you know, sparkling wine crap on New Year's Eve. Like we go all out. I usually make like either like a, a leg of lamb or some steaks or like a seafood fest and you know, have that going on here at the house. But this year it was like, you know what? Me and my sweetheart are just going to have a nice one-on-one night. So we have a really nice suite booked. We have the dogs taken care of at the house, everything taken, you know, the, all the expenses, all the special stuff. And we are going to have a very, very, you know, romantic New Year's. Nice. Yes. I like mm-hmm. it. That's good. Yeah. I, you know, I think, especially, I, I mean, depending on how long you guys have been together, romance is something that you always have to work on. And it's always easy early on. And then I think it, you know, you fall out of it pretty quickly. I'm one of those people. One, I think all relationships are contracts. And it's like, whether it be friends, family, romance, relationships are contracts and, and relationships need to be negotiated. 
And to me, it's like, you can't hold somebody to the things that they were or the person they were when you first met, because I don't want you to be the person you were when we first met. I want you to grow Mm -hmm. because I'm growing. So maybe there was something that you were into when we met that maybe you're not into that anymore. Or maybe there was something that you liked that maybe you don't like anymore or something you thought you didn't want. And now, Hey, you want that. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, we need to keep negotiating our relationship contract and have those conversations. Like, Hey, you know what? Either meet me halfway, meet me here or don't meet me, but at least let's have a conversation about it and let's address it and have that communication open. Because to me, it's like, if you want something to be successful, you got to work at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to dedicate yourself to it. And, you know, I've been in my relationship seven years, oh, wow. se- a little over seven years. Yeah. So there's a lot to that. And, you know, I don't plan on like saying, oh, we're going to be together forever. I don't think that's realistic. Mm-hmm. We're going to be together as long as we want to be mm-hmm. together. <laughs> you know, it's like, so whether we're happy today or we're happy tomorrow, that needs to be something that we're communicating on and we're working on. So to me, it's like, and you know, you can't give me something now that you're never, you're going to stop giving me, like, you're going to treat me nice. You're going to always treat me nice. This is the level of standard I want to be treated at. And same thing, you know, to him, you know, if I expect to be treated like a a woman, I want to treat you like a man. I'm not one of those women that are like, Oh, I'm a feminist. I don't believe men and women are equal. I think women are far superior to men. So it's like, well, let's not have that (laughs) conversation. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but it's like, you know, it's balanced. It's it's meant to be intrinsic. It's meant to be, you know, keeping each other balanced. You know, whether you're up or I'm down, we we help each other. And that's what I look forward to. But I think we've both been really busy. We've both been really career focused and doing all this stuff. And I think it's really important that if you want to make something work, you got to make time and effort for it. So mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to do tonight is like, let's just, let's just have a night we're, you know, we got the, we got the babysitter at the house for the dogs. We have the nice hotel suite set up where we get the champagne. We're going to do the whole romantic thing and just kind of get out of the house. You know, it's like we live together. So let's get out of the house and actually go somewhere and have that one-on-one time. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it'll be a wonderful evening and all that jazz. Nice. Well, I've decided that I'm going to join this roaring twenties party at some venue and oh, so but I decided this yesterday and I was like, I don't have any roaring twenties attire. So uh, I have so many dresses like that. I wish I would have uh, known. I'd have been like, uh, here's a couple dresses. Right. Well. I would have been uh, very much appreciative. So I went to Hobby Lobby and like bought a bunch of stuff, like some like some of that frill, that really long stuff that like you see at the, at the end of the well, I got a boa and then that long like the things that you see typically on curtains, I feel like a fancy curtain right now. <laughs> like tassels. Yes, yeah, yes. Like tass- <laughs> so I sewed all of that around the bottom of my dress. I made like a headpiece thing. I'm actually, I'm like, damn, I am a crafty little bitch. Like I, Fuck. you would never know that I actually put this together, but maybe I'll post a picture on Instagram, if nothing else in oh, my I story. And I'm pretty proud of my outfit. And then Hobby Lobby, they sell like the bows, but they're like thin and kind of cheap. So I took three of them and then like sewed them together. So it's like a big thick boa and I think it'll be fun. I'm not really big on New Year's Eve parties. Usually I'm like, I'm in bed before 12 o'clock, but I wanted to just do something that was like kind of fun. And there's some friends visiting and I was like, eh, you know what? I'm only getting older, so I might as well just enjoy it and like have fun. And you're not getting older, you're getting better. uh, Yeah, you're right. You're right, girl. Fine wine, fine wine, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly, like not to toot my own horn, but I think I've gotten better looking as I've gotten older. 
Yeah. Like I, I was back when I was young and I was like, gosh, I was really awkward and weird. Like I was totally a late bloomer. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was literally just thinking that the other day. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting older and I feel like, you know, gravity is a constant freaking battle, but I'm like, you know what? Like I definitely know how to do my makeup better now. Like I just started contouring a few months ago, which it only took 37 years. No big deal. Well, I'm 36, but I'm, you know, but I'm like, okay, whatever. And better late than never. But yeah, I agree. You know, so it's age is really just a number. Well, I love new year's Eve. I just don't like to deal with people. I'm, yeah. I'm shady. Yeah. Like I don't like people drive like dumbasses. And, you know, it's amateur hour all yeah. the time. So if I go out on New Year's Eve to like a club or a party, it needs to be, you know, a very, very mature and bougie affair. Like I need a place to sit. I need to know I'm having, uh, there's a waitress and a waiter. There's right. got to be food. <laughs> I'm going to sit and get up and dance and yeah. I can come back and sit. Yeah. Someone's going to pick me up and someone is going to take me home. Yeah. It's like, I need somebody to handle all of that. So yeah. that's why I'm like, eh, lately we've just been like, oh, we'll just throw up you know, do something at the house or do a get together at the house and yeah, something like that. I agree. And plus I can't really drink that much anymore. I have like two glasses of something and then I'm done. I just, it makes you feel sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it doesn't is hangover. So that's what I'm trying to avoid. There are these pills that you can get at the store called, they're like day drinker pills. I don't know what they're called. I'll take a picture of them. I buy them, but they're just like a whole bunch of herbs. I get them at whole foods that you take them before you're going to drink. Mm-hmm. And that way you don't have like that much of a hangover. And a really good trick that I learned when I was younger is because drinking affects women different than it affects men. So alcohol ages women four to five times faster than it does men because women don't have the enzymatic makeup to break down alcohol the same as men do. So it makes women look old. Yeah, you know, you've seen that lady who's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, yeah. bitter beer face. And she's like 30. Yeah. Like, dang, you know? So it's like every time I have a drink, I'll drink a glass of water afterwards. Yeah, people have said that. It's just, it's so hard for me to drink water. I mean, beer, I'm like pounding beer. And then when it comes to water, I'm just like, uh. (laughs) And we live in Colorado. So it's like, we We have have so many amazing beers. And they're all like big, thick, high alcohol content beers. And I'm like, oh, this is delicious. And it's like, oh, now I have a, now I have a puppy belly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right. I know. (laughs) I agree. Okay, so wrapping up, is there any future plans that you can share with us? Or are you just kind of just... I am going to SHOT Show. Oh, okay. So I will be at SHOT Show. This is going to be my first year at SHOT Show. I'm going to be there uh, doing the best that I can to drum up some sponsorships and some things that I want to do. I, I really want to take um, a gunsmithing certificate program. So I'm looking to see if anybody's willing to sponsor me for my certificate program. And I, I really want to hit the road and get some training in and document my training on youtube and kind of just just pretty much show my journey Mm -hmm. my gun journey so that's what i'm going to be doing for shot show and then of course in february i'm going to be with you don't you have there's there's something else coming up in february that i thought too that you're going to be doing Um, and i want to do i think there's a class that you have there's there's yeah there's quite a few classes that i'm offering in february and I like, I know that there was one that I wanted to take with you down and down in the spring. So I want to be doing that definitely too, but for sure, for sure. I'm going to be doing your event in January. I'm going to be doing shot show. And then I also am going to be at train and learn again this year, train and learn is event that uh, Kevin Dixie of no choice puts on. And it's a boutique event for the second amendment people. It's like a, oh, yeah. a grassroots class that yeah. I go to every year. And it's basically a three day event in 
like Caledonia, Missouri, where you learn all these different things about being in the Second Amendment industry to make yourself, you know, successful in the industry. So I, I do that every year. I've attended it every year, uh, except for the first one. This year, I'm actually going to be helping him with some things. So I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. Again. Nice. Very cool. And then yeah. for whoever wants to follow you or take a class with you, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can, I have a website, boomsickbabe.com. You can go to Instagram at the boomsickbabe and find me there. I'm pretty easily approachable. Hit me up, talk to me. If there's something that you're interested in doing that maybe you don't see that I'm offering, let me know and we can work it out and make it happen for sure. All right, cool. All right, well, moving on with the rest of the show. So today's Q&A. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. What's the deal with ATF's new open letter on frames and receivers? I'm actually glad somebody asked this because I'm even a little confused. So basically the ATF is up to their same old shenanigans, issuing open letters to clarify things and completely contradict themselves. Their final rule that they issued on frames and receivers only requires 80% kits to be serialized if they ship with the jig tools and instructions to complete them. They've clarified that several times already, but just issued a new open letter that completely contradicts that. The open letter states partially complete Polymer 80, Lone Wolf, and similar striker fire semi-automatic pistol frames, including but not limited to those sold within parts kits are regulated by the Gun Control Act, the GCA, because they have reached a stage of manufacture where they may readily be completed, assembled, restored, or otherwise converted to functional frame. While this doesn't say anything about AR frames, I'd bet that they'll come out with a similar open letter to contradict the clarification on those as well. If nothing else, I would say right now, again, just make sure that you write to your representatives, demand that they rein in the ATF for their illegal rulemaking attempt to bypass Congress, because this is, you know, completely bypassing Congress, which is completely illegal. But it'll be interesting to see how things play out. IWI. Alicia, you said that you actually haven't shot any of IWI stuff like the Tavor, the Galil, which is like just a refined kind of like an AK. They have the Masada Slim. I'm going to bring that actually at the women's seminar. I think you're really yes, going to like that. I it's, saw that. I saw you shoot that the other day on the gram and I was like, what is that? Yeah, it shoots really nice and it's nice and small and compact. It holds 13 rounds. It's definitely nice. But they have all kinds of stuff. I mean, so the Galil Ace, that's actually probably one of my favorite guns in my gun collection. I don't have like a specific favorite, but I do have a few favorites. And the Galil is definitely among them. The one that I have is in 7.62 by 39, but you could also get it in 5.56 or 5.45 by 39 and 7.62 NATO. Well, I decided to SBR mine and I put a different stock, muzzle brake, foregrip. Those are from JMAC Customs. The new Gen 2 version includes a free flow M-Lock rail for accessories, which I added some wood panels from LevTech Manufacturing just to kind of... I want to see that. Yeah, it just looks really pretty. I think it just looks a little more refined. It's got and a really... So, it's such a classic look. It is, yeah. And I just, I love like nice like wood 
you know, like if I could do like woodwork, woodmaking, I would totally do it. I think it's, I'm obsessed with that. I love doing stuff like that, man. I, yeah. I think that stuff, I, I, I actually refinish old furniture all the time. So I love See, to do those Yeah. Things. So I like, I wish I had more time because I would do all kinds of stuff. Like I'm very like hands-on. I mean, even when I'm like, screw it, we're going to go for this 20 roaring party and I don't have anything to wear, but I feel very confident and creative that I could put something together. And I definitely have like a creative side, you know? Yeah. I would do all of that stuff all day long if I could. But yeah, so I would say if you guys are in the market for like an AK, definitely check out the Galil. It's not like your typical AK. Like I said, it's a little more refined and polished up, but it's freaking amazing. It shoots great. And I think you have to be crazy if you don't like it. So check it out. It's at IWI.us. Remember, if you find any accessories in their web store, use the code GUNFUNNY15. That's all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off. I don't have an AK, so I want one. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you're like, huh, BRB, going shopping. I need one. (laughs) Yeah. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Okay, speaking of AKs, so Kalashnikov, which is known for their AKs, they just debuted a new ammo. Well, I've talked about the sanctions that the Biden administration has placed on Russia ammo. And as a result, it kind of screwed us over because now we're not getting inexpensive 762 by 39. But Kalashnikov just came out with a new ammo. It's 124 grain, full metal jacket. And it's not like your old surplus stuff. Like you'd expect for 7.62 ammo, it's still cased and lacquer coated. Looking at the box, which says Kalashnikov USA, you might expect that it's made in the U.S., but it isn't. It's made in Azerbaijan. I've never even heard of this. Azerbaijan, which is uh, formerly part of the Soviet Union, but since it's not part of Russia, it's not subject to importation ban. Muzzle velocity is around... 2,350 feet per second, which is exactly what you'd expect from standard AK ammo. It's already available from KalashnikovUSA.com, Kalashnikov-USA.com, starting at 1050 for 20 rounds. So it is kind of pricey, but apparently if you buy a thousand rounds, then it puts the price down to 45 cents a round. Definitely not as cheap as it was, you know, back in the day, but it's definitely, you know, I mean, it's a start. And then on top of that, you know, like Tula, their Sentry Arms, they're making ammo, Global Ordnance, and then Palmetto State Armory. So I would think with all of that, I mean, it's got to drive the price eventually down from, you know, with 762 by 39. You know, it's just another company that's jumping on board, making ammo and helping us fight that huge price increase, which is great. And then, like I said, if you guys want to check it out, website is Kalashnikov-USA.com. Caldwell Shooting. If you want good, affordable targets for distance shooting that you could put up anywhere, do you have what range you use? Do you use like an outdoor range or an indoor range? Both. So a good friend of mine, Anubis, we have a friend that has uh, some open land out in Bennett, Colorado, Mm -hmm. that we've turned into like three, three separate berms. Mm. So we just go out there and bust caps all by ourselves. That's not really like a range. So it's a range that we made. And if I do shoot indoors, I go to actually shoot indoors or a couple other places here in uh, Denver. 
club. I'm not really partial to, you know, certain ranges. I have, I have issues with ranges because I don't think that they have, I like, I want to draw from holster yeah. period. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, Oh no, you can't do that. It's like, how's anybody supposed to train for a defensive situation if they can't be drawing from holster? Yeah. You know, and I understand, you know, having to get people to that ability of course, but that just means then they should have more instructors and RSOs on the line that are paid to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I get it. Well, for the outdoor range, you should definitely look into Caldwell Steel and their targets. Like they have a 33% pepper popper from Caldwell. Those are really well, easy. The whole thing, the target and the base are only a hundred bucks, but they also have steel oh, starting nice. off at like, I mean, it's like under $20, which is like unheard of. That's crazy. Yeah. It's some of the most affordable steel yet. It's durable. It works well. I've had really good experiences with it. And I don't know, because like when you look at, I love shooting at steel, but when you look at the price of steel, you're just like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's definitely, it's almost like $500 per target. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and you're like, all right, but I want a few. I don't want just one. And so I would definitely recommend that you guys, you know, look at it. And then on top of that, if you use the code gunfunny10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your entire order. And that is caldwellshooting.com. Oh, I love that. And they have the silhouettes too. Yeah. Yeah, the silhouettes are $209, but figure, you know, you'd get 10% off. But I mean, that's a pretty big chunk of steel for a lot less than you would typically see. And you can make your own bases. It can hang on like the two by four, you know, definitely pretty versatile and easy to use. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome as never mind, AF. Today's AF segment, Neighbor Calls the Cops on Cousin Eddie. Right before Christmas, a resident of Shepherdsville, Kentucky, called the cops because of a man exposing himself outside of his neighbor's house. The caller described a man, right? That's exactly what I was like, uh. The caller described a man standing outside. He is naked, partially covered by a robe, and is exposing himself with a hose between his legs. When officers arrived in the neighborhood, people were even taking pictures of the man. The man was actually a mannequin, though. Joni Keeney created a holiday scene in her front yard. Oh, my straight God. Straight out of National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, where Cousin Eddie oh stands outside in his bathrobe, emptying his RV's toilet tank into the storm oh drain. The mannequin is complete with a beer in hand, hat, and a cigar in the mouth. The hose is even emptying green sewage into a storm drain. She even added the sled that had been ground through an overturned lazy boy with a burnt cat under it. (laughs) Officers got a good laugh and took some photos of the display saying never a dull moment. Christmas vacation is Joni's favorite movie. She said, everybody has a cousin, Eddie and their family. I just want people to have a good Christmas and get a laugh. Needless to say, Cousin Eddie didn't get a ticket for indecent exposure. I'm really glad that that's just the way that the story went. Because as I was like reading it, because I didn't look at the show notes beforehand, I'm like, oh, gosh, we're not going to talk about this. But I'm glad that I mean, think about how dangerous that scenario would have been, because I'm going to tell you right now, if my brother and I woke up and we saw an image of a guy outside and exposing himself. Mm hmm that guy might've got hurt, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we got tough guys around here. It's like, you're not going to mm-hmm. put little kids in mm-hmm. environments where I they're know. going to be, you know, exposed to things that are unnatural or not ready for them, yeah. you know? So yeah. it's like, Ooh, 
they might have saw somebody tackle a mannequin. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have not been good. So I'm sure that um, she might lay off of that decoration next year. <laughs> right. I kind of actually I haven't seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation forever. I should have watched that. I guess you know, still time. I love I love older movies like that where you still have like where not everything's all PC and mm-hmm. woke media yeah. stuff. It's like you can't even watch new movies any day nowadays because everything's like all woke. Oh, yeah. everything's got to be political correct. Everything's blah 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 blah. Like one of my favorite movies is Uncle Buck. You know, and he's oh, I love the movie Uncle Buck and stuff like that. I've like, never seen that. Oh my god! If you have not seen Uncle Buck, you need to watch it. You hmm. need to dial it in. That is a great movie. It's so fun. Okay. All right. Noted. It's fun. All right. iTunes reviews. Unfortunately, there aren't any. So if you guys haven't left a review, please do so. It's pretty easy if you have an iPhone. Literally just search for the podcast app, search for Gun Funny, scroll down, and you can leave a review. And then that also enters you for a chance to win a cool prize pack. You guys can find me at gunfunny.com. If you enjoy the show, I would highly recommend consider becoming a Patreon. Lots of fun in the Facebook group that's only for Patreons. And we just did our secret Santa, which was a lot of fun too. And then also blown deadline. He gives away a $300 gift certificate each month to a lucky patron. He actually just gave me my Christmas present. And I don't know if you got to see it. It's on my Instagram, but he did a lower and upper, the handguard and a stock. And it's like in camo, the camo though, the black, it almost looks like carbon fiber. Like he put lines in it. It's amazing That's how he dope. did this. And then it has my logo, my AF logo on the I receiver. I saw that and I was like, that is so nice. Yeah, like, that he, is super dope. He did such a good job on it. And I'm so excited to complete it. And then I contacted BSF Barrels. They're sending me a carbon fiber barrel to go with that carbon fiber look. But super excited now to put it together. But it was just really nice of them. But he does amazing I'm work. I'm really addicted to camo. I don't, it's so bad. It's right? Like, I think people think because you're a chick that you're going to want all the, the pinky cutesy yeah. stuff. I'm like, uh, I'm like, give me the olive drab. Yeah, please, right. I know. With the camo. <laughs> I know. Like, I actually really, olive drab is like one of my favorite colors. <laughs> me too. And I have so many clothes and accessories in it. Mm-hmm. And I like, I noticed like we went inner tubing yesterday. I took my goddaughter to Frazier to the tube hill. And we went inner tubing all day and I'm like packing up the truck and I'm like, my Yeti's green. My my jumpsuit that I'm going to be on the mountain is all of drab green. Mm-hmm. Everything's all of drab green. And I'm like, I maybe I need to change it up a bit. I'm like, I'm a little predictable. At this right. Point. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Want to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, and Melissa Ridings, and then King of the Patreon, Jon Snow. And Alicia, can you just remind listeners once again where they can follow you online? Yeah, you can follow me at on Instagram at the Boomstick Babe. I also have a Facebook, but I'm it's just the same thing as my Instagram. It's um, Boomstick Babe on Facebook. I will be having a YouTube channel here shortly. It is a babe and her boomstick. It's at the Boomstick Babe on YouTube as well. And I also have email. If you guys want to email me, you can just go to my website at boomstickbabe.com and get in touch with me there if there's anything you want to ask me or are curious about. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, keep up the good work. I'm definitely looking forward to meeting you in a few days. I hope you have a great romantic New Year's. 
Let's hope it is too. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess here comes my dad joke. I will see you guys all next year. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.